I quickly want to start the show thanking you for tuning in and listening to Aspire to Lead, but also to thank my wonderful sponsors. I have two fantastic businesses, Tunnel and Papa Rob's Coffee, who support the show, and I am so honored to share about what they provide to you. I'm going to start with my featured sponsor, Tottle. Tottle is an all-in-one teaching and learning platform used by over 40,000 educators around the world. This year, Tottle is hosting the largest virtual gathering for school leaders across the globe. And this event is going to be on March 3rd and 4th. So join 5,000 plus school leaders and leadership experts at School Leaders Bootcamp. Learn, connect, and grow with your professional learning network. You can get your free pass now in the show notes or at joshstamper.com. And I know you're wondering, why should leaders go to the School Leaders Bootcamp? As a school leader, you often put everyone before yourself, your team, your students, your parents, the entire campus. The School Leaders Bootcamp is your opportunity to focus on yourself and your practices. So make sure you join this global community of school leaders to realize your vision, learn together, build lasting relationships, and take back actual insights. Again, it's a free event. I love giving free resources. Head over to joshtaber.com or click on the show notes to get your free pass today. Welcome back everyone to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. I had the wonderful opportunity to meet my guest in person in Las Vegas at Education 2.0 Conference. She was receiving an award, and I got to sit at this table, have lunch with Ray Hewitt, Jeff Gargas, and to my right was Epic Williams, and she is an author. She has a wonderful company. I cannot wait to introduce her, learn about her story, and all the wonderful things she's doing in education. Epic, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. Oh, thank you very much to have me. I mean, it was lovely meeting you and your colleagues in uh, Las Vegas, and it's very exciting what you guys are doing at Teach Better, and I'm so happy to be your guest today. Yes, I was just enthralled with what you were talking about, what you provide to educators, teachers, and students. And before we get into that amazing topic, I would love to learn a little bit about your story. So will you just share a little bit of your educational and leadership journey? Of course. Well, I was born in Istanbul, Turkey. First part of my life was there. And I went to school, uh, went to college, uh, started my career as an executive assistant. After 20 years of doing that, uh, both in Turkey and then later on in Canada, after I moved to Canada, I changed my career. Wanted to make more difference in more people's lives. I love meditation. I love mindfulness. And I know the uh, positive impacts they both has in uh, our brain, even chemistry. And I became a meditation teacher. I took coaching training and became a coach. Now I'm an inside coach, meditation teacher, author, and speaker. I love my job. I love my career right now. I love it. And this is a topic I'm passionate about because I speak on trauma-informed practices and restorative strategies within the classroom and in, in schools. I have done a lot of research myself in regards to meditation. I've seen the data. It's, it's obvious that it works and more schools are adopting it. So 
I want to know, you know, for those who maybe are foreign to the concept, you know, what is the importance of mindfulness and, you know, meditation within schools? Actually, I am happy to be contributing to Teach Better's blogs uh, because I have uh, written two blog posts and that are on the line to be uh, published soon. And in both of those uh, blog posts, I mentioned the benefits of meditation and mindfulness. Cultivating awareness on the positive impact of meditation and mindfulness among educators is so important. Let me tell you why. Importance of mindfulness in creating peaceful and harmonious classrooms for calmness, the peace, the level of learning. With the mental health uh, topic gaining more and more interest, meditation's impact on improving mental and emotional well-being becomes even more pronounced. And in recent years, uh, meditation has also been increasingly recognized as a valuable practice for children. And research has shown that meditation impacts children's physical, mental, and emotional health very positively. For instance, studies have found that children who practice meditation have better focus and concentration. They have improved memory, increased creativity. They tend to have lower levels of anxiety and stress. These are huge. So meditation helps children develop emotional regulation. It's a fact that some children become easily overwhelmed by emotions and experience difficulty expressing themselves. And when practiced regularly, meditation helps them learn how to acknowledge and accept their feelings. Also improve their ability to handle stress or cope with difficult situations. One of my blog posts that I've written for Teach Better, and its uh, title is Introducing Children to Mindfulness. Uh, I shared the benefits of practicing mindfulness regularly with school-age children. It could reduce the effects of bullying, enhance focus in children with ADHD especially, helps with attention problems, improves mental health, well-being, social skills. Additionally, uh, introducing young kids to mindfulness with tools like pictures, objects, food, simple movements, music, all that could help them develop an ability to focus attention at a high level. In the blog post, I also shared a couple of mindfulness practices to try uh, with children. Two nice ones that I really like. One of them is belly buddies. In that one, kids listen to music while trying to notice the sensations in their bodies. They lie down and uh, they observe their stomachs rising and falling as they breathe. A simple activity like this helps kids become more connected to their bodies while focusing on their breath and music, and it could have long-lasting developmental benefits when practiced regularly. That's one. The other one is called Spidey Senses, and it highlights the super-focused senses of smell, sight, hearing, taste, and touch. This exercise uh, helps encourage the children to pause and focus on the present. It helps open their awareness to the information their senses bring in. As a classic mindfulness exercise, it also encourages them to be more observant and curious about their five senses. So 
there are so many, like these are only a few examples, uh, Josh. I mean, there are many, many, many benefits and tools that could be used with children. And in the long run, it is impossible not to see the uh, positive effects. 100%. And you said it yourself. I mean, obviously, there's a mental health crisis going on right now. We're not only seeing it with our, our students, but also with the adults, you know, with our teachers, with our admin, counselors, whatnot. So for those who are, are loving, you know, what you're saying in regards to meditation and mindfulness, what are some ways that our listeners can start to bring this into the classroom? Because I think that's the hardest thing. Like sometimes we, we hear these initiatives and these topics and, and we love the idea of it, but we don't know how to actually put it into practice. So if someone was to start this, where would they begin? I attended a networking uh, event the other day, in-person event, and there uh, I met with a retired principal. We were talking about meditation and mindfulness, and she said, I agree with you, it's so important to be able to bring it into schools, into classrooms. You need to get the buy-in from educators, from teachers, from uh, administrators. I know that children can uh, benefit a lot from these the meditation and mindfulness, but the first people that we need, I need to reach out to are the educators. And that's why uh, I'm thinking the best place to start is to provide them with a masterclass, with a short and sweet training for them to experience a taste of what it feels, how it goes, so that they understand and maybe appreciate. Because we cannot ask people to follow anything until they believe in it themselves. So that's the first step. I think the first step is connecting with educators and just inviting them to learn and understand and if they don't like it, by all means. But as a, as a coach and teacher, my main work, main job is raising awareness. Awareness is getting to know something, understanding it, accepting that it is there, but we don't have to take it and use it. But if we don't know about it, if we don't have the awareness around it, how can we even think about is it good or bad? I'm all for giving the information, giving the knowledge, educating, and then getting buy-in through experiencing what it is. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. So if someone's interested in actually experiencing themselves, mm-hmm. right, because everyone has an idea, good or bad, about meditation, or maybe it's something they've seen on TV, you know, mm-hmm. how would they go about learning how to do that? I know you're a coach, so, you know, I know that you work with folks all the time in regards to meditation. I myself mm-hmm. have an idea, maybe I practice it one way, but I, I know there's probably lots of different ways that you can, you know, practice mindfulness and meditation. So how would they go to like an app? Would they go to a resource or, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what is there for our listeners to actually experience it so that they know firsthand how to maybe implement it in the classroom? I will give you an example to you, a 
friend of mine, she's a coach too, and <clears throat> she lives in Florida. And uh, she noticed that children uh, around age 9, 10, they have been struggling because she has her own son that age. Uh, and she decided to start a little bit of lunch and learn uh, for um, introducing children to meditation because they were so stressed. With the, I think there was a specific test or something they were getting ready. So she decided to go uh, talk to their teacher and she did a couple sessions where they just turned on the Insight Timer app. It's a free app, like free of charge. Anybody has access to it. And, and there are thousands and thousands of meditations in it, including thousands of meditations for children. I have myself six or seven or maybe eight meditations there. And they're all short meditations because we know, obviously, that children's attention span is very short. So that's why if any educator would like to introduce this to their students, they can start the day with one little meditation from that app, Inside Timer, and starting with the one-minute meditations. There are even one-minute long meditations there. Start with one minute and try every day one different meditation and see which one they like best. And the following week, maybe do two-minute meditations and like gradually let them understand, let them experience. And meditation is something like this. I'm so passionate, as you can see. <laughs> It's, it. uh, it's like a medication that builds up, right? Like when you meditate once every blue moon, it, you don't get any benefit. But when you continue doing it daily, after like 20, 30 days, you start to see huge benefits. Just consistency and like sticking with it makes all the difference. No, I think that's wonderful. And so we'll make sure that that's in the show notes and folks can click on that and use it for themselves, bring it to the classroom. I love the idea of, you know, short times. Maybe it's a brain break, right, of, of mindfulness yeah. or potentially yeah. doing meditation also for the classroom. And I know also, you know, there's a lot of research on, you know, instead of running detentions or, or having some type of consequence, but actually having a meditation time uh, for kids to calm down and maybe refocus themselves you know, to get back into the educational environment. So I know there's a lot of different uses for meditation um, within schools. I'm so looking forward to the blogs that you have coming with Teach Better. I can't wait to share that out with everyone too once those launch and are public to everyone. So we're going to pause for a moment to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, Papa Rob's Coffee. No surprise, I'm currently drinking my second cup of the Papa Rob's special blend. Rob has a wonderful variety of medium and dark blends available at paparobscoffee.com. Definitely check out each and every one of his blends. However, I have a subscription. I actually have coffee delivered to my door. It's fantastic. It's fresh. And then, of course, don't forget that as an Aspire to Lead listener, you get a free code here. Aspire 15 gets you 15% off your entire order. Head over to paparobscoffee.com. I know you're going to enjoy every last drop of this phenomenal blend. It's fresh and comes right to your door. So make sure you go over to the website, Aspire 15, and grab that 15% off. 
And now back to our wonderful guest and interview. I want to talk about your book because you are very talented in multiple ways. Obviously, you have the meditation piece in your business, but then also you've got a children's book. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about that, I have a copy at home. My kids literally ripped it from my hands and ran off and read it to each other. So I know it's very good. And I would love for you just to share a, a little bit about it. Of course. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I have a children's book. It is called Little Fauna is Loved, Safe, and Never Alone. And with that book, the, the story, it's a story of a little fawn uh, who loses her mom in the forest. And when she starts to feel really worried and afraid, she just takes a few deep breaths. She just centers herself. And then she starts to look around, being mindful of where she is, what she has around. And lo and behold, she starts to see, oh, there are birds there. And she starts to talk to the birds. She starts to talk to the rabbit. She talks to the fish in the pond. And all of a sudden, she starts to not feel that alone. And she follows her mom's instructions because her mom told her always, if you don't see me, if you cannot find me, stay where you are. I will come and find you. Don't go anywhere. Just stay where you are. And then mom comes and little Fauna feels like, oh, my mom is back and I also have new friends. So I want to give children that safety is where good people and good beings are. It's a beautiful world. It's not all bad. I just wanted to give that message to children. Well, it comes out in the book and I absolutely love it. My kids, like I said, they, they won't even allow me to take it from them. Uh, of course, you were so gracious of signing the book and writing a, a beautiful message in there for my amazing six kids. I, I was so appreciative of that. I also got to hear about, you know, what you're passionate about at Education 2.0. And you talked a lot, too, about, you know, instilling things in the next generation. And I know you're really passionate about, you know, values, folks understanding that, knowing that, um, even at a young age and then implementing it in their lives. So would you just share kind of the work that you're doing to, to help the next generation? Thank you for asking me that, uh, because uh, values, core values, virtues are so near and dear to my heart, because I feel like, uh, unfortunately, societies are losing the importance of those qualities. And knowing our values and living with those values, like integrity, honesty, transparency, kindness, humility, these are so important, but like left behind and put in a closet. Uh, so I want to bring it back, especially for children going forward. They're going to be our future. They are tomorrow's adults. I do so much about values. I created a coaching framework all based on values. I also created a seven-day uh, audio course for uh, Insight Timer on uh, seven different uh, values, like awareness, acceptance, purpose, joy. So I created that. I love to bring up values as much as I can uh, with the, all the work I, I do. Actually, uh, ideally, in future, I have this dream of writing 24 books for children, 24 children's books, each one about one value. 
so that not only they, the children, but also parents, grandparents who are reading those books to them. That's why I see children's books very powerful. Because when you write a children's book, you don't only help children, but also you remind uh, other generations, older generations, because they are the ones who are reading those books. So I really see it as an opportunity to uh, remind older generations the importance of values too. You're doing some amazing work for aspiring and current leaders. If there's one piece of advice you would give them for them to enhance their leadership journey, maybe tomorrow or next week, what would you recommend? Well, there's only one thing I can say. Just be your true self. Be vulnerable. Be authentic. And the more vulnerable you be, the more respect you will gain. I think that's the main thing. Vulnerability is power. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's a power. I love it. Absolutely. And I felt that when we were sitting at the table, you were very authentic, very kind, and, and that's definitely why we were drawn to you so much. And I want to allow people to get to know you more and connect with you on social media. So how may they do that? Well, I'm everywhere on social media, like anything, any social media, you name it, I'm there. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, anything and everything, Yahoo. Like when, when anybody Googles my name, Ipek Williamson, they will get everything about me. But of course, I have a website, epekwilliamsoncoaching.com. And I'm quite reachable and very, very open to connect with people. So by all means, anybody who would like to reach, reach out, I would love to uh, help and connect. Yes, that's very true. And we'll have, of course, all of these links in the show notes on joshtamper.com. And Peck is very, very connectable. I mean, she's got a thousand different links here for you. So you can connect in any social media platform that yeah. you like to, to be on. So I also want to say if, if you are looking for any resources in regards to mindfulness or meditation, that Epec is 100% here to help in any way possible and assist. And she is just a joy to work with. So I want to thank you for taking some time on Aspire to Lead, sharing your insight, your wisdom. And I, I just feel so fortunate not only to have met you in person, but then also to connect here on this podcast. Uh, it's an honor and privilege for me. Educators are so precious to me. They are building next generations. So much respect for them. <laughs>